So you're looking for great ticket deals. Who is it? Well, TixBlitz.com has you covered. From the biggest sporting events to Broadway shows and concerts, TixBlitz.com has the best ticket selection at the very best prices out there and no service fees. So the price you see is the price you pay. Plus, TixBlitz.com donates up to 25% of their proceeds to charity. TixBlitz.com has the tickets you want when you want them. Go to TixBlitz.com today. That's TixBlitz.com. Every ticket, every venue everywhere the tailgate show the tailgate show the tailgate show and you say shot city the tailgate show the tailgate show the tailgate show and you say shot city the tailgate show the tailgate show the tailgate show and you say shot city the tailgate show the tailgate show the tailgate show and you say shot city the tailgate show the tailgate show What's up there, Bears fans? It's time for another episode of The Tailgate Show. We are back at it again, fresh from training camp, where myself, Double A, and Air Jair were in attendance for day two, which is the first padded practice. How you doing there, B. Diddy? And uh, Air Jair will be joining us shortly. I'm doing good, man. I was uh, just got back from a nice vacation without kids with my wife, and uh, we are up in the coast of Maine. Nice. But I uh, would love to have been out there with you guys. Um Excited to hear your guys' experience and, and your observations, man. Yeah, it was cool. It was a unbelievable turnout. Uh, they said, I think, 8,300 on the first day, and I would believe uh, easily that amount on the second day. Um, so it was uh, it was a good scene, and, um, you know, as always, it was definitely uh, worth going. Brought my oldest son out with me, um, so we had a good time. Cool, man. So big question I have. Like, how did Mitch look? Well, I I will say that I felt like this was a day that the defense seemed to be uh, in control of things a little bit more. Um, I don't think Mitch looked bad, but the general vibe, and I got there a little bit late, so I was talking to um, to Jer when he was there, and um, we ended up sitting uh, next to a bunch of the Windy City Gridiron guys. And actually, I was sitting right in front of uh, John Moon Mullen, um, so that was cool. I got to meet him, took a picture with him. Um, but I would say that my sense of things was that when I rolled up, which is probably by the time we found our seats, it was probably like half an hour into practice. Um, the offense uh, looked inconsistent, but it was because the defense was really putting a lot of pressure on uh, and the defense just in general seemed more together and uh, cohesive and fired up and, you know, I, I tweeted that it seemed like uh, that the defense really wanted to be out there in pads in the heat a little bit more than the offense. Um, you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, it was just quick, you know, I mean, the offense, the first team gets a series and if they don't uh, do anything or the defense wins and it's like rotate to the second team. Um, so, uh, but you know, it was uh, I don't think he looked bad necessarily. I mean, he made some nice throws. There were some, you know, some interesting one on one um, drills uh, where it's just the quarterback and a one DB and one wide receiver. Um, so uh, there was some decent stuff there. Um, 
I guess I didn't see it, but Marvin Hall apparently had a good catch on that stuff. Um, I would say, and you know, I, and I would say this was the case for the day I was there, but then I've also seen it said on Twitter that the deep ball has been uh, a little bit of an issue so far um, in camp. You know, uh, he made one pretty good throw to Allen Robinson, but even that one was a little floaty. Um, he had to go back and get it, right? Yeah, he had to go back and get it, uh, which, you know, isn't the end of the world, but I really, I want him to be kind of throwing the ball like those throws he made to Gabriel, where Gabriel had to dive, you know, to get it, and that's okay, but, you know, like lead the lead the deep uh, receiver. Um, I mean, it's fine, I think, if they have to come back a little bit, but I just feel like any of those throws like that, that, that float are dangerous. Um, but I mean, overall, I mean, the offense looked good other than, you know, I'm not saying Mitch looked bad. He looked good on the swing passes. He looked good on the over the middle stuff. Um, he had some nice hookups with Allen. Uh, I mean, in general, him and Allen Robinson are definitely, you know, locked in together. You know, it, it, um, I mean, from camp last year to camp this year, I would say that, uh, the offense just, it feels like just feels like they've played together more i mean the previous year you know there was a lot more just like weird you know sort of like throws that went to nobody and you know kind of just mistakes whereas this year i feel like it's like the receiver's doing the right thing mitch is making the right read it's just not you know a few times on the deeper ones it isn't the perfect throw um right I just, I just kind of expected a little more. I mean, I know it's early in camp, but like I figured the offense would be a little bit ahead of the defense because there are going to be a little couple more tweaks with Pagano coming in. But like all I've been hearing is how good the defense is looking. And well, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not like ready to, to go crazy or anything, but I'm hearing a lot of the same things I heard in camp last year with Mitch, where you, the inconsistencies, the, like, I want to start seeing them hit receivers in stride. Not have not them having to dive like I'll take the dive if it's a catch, but you don't want them exposing themselves no. to injuries either. Like just hit them in stride. You got you guys got, got we got a plenty of guys with speed that you, you can do that with. And we granted we don't know the routes the guys are supposed to be running when these mistakes in camp happen, and we're we're probably looking into things a little bit deeper than you're at the the average fan that probably doesn't care as much about these little things. But I'm. Did you see growth in Mitch? Because you went to training camp last year, so. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, mean, the I swing think, passes is a huge thing because that that was something he struggled. I absolutely did. I mean, I think in general, it feels this year number one, like, you know, the, the number. I mean, the biggest difference that I noticed was him and Allen Robinson just seemed to be working together really well, you know, and that that just seems like it's a point of emphasis. He's looking for him. Allen Robinson's getting open. I would say that, you know, in terms of what you just said about the offense being ahead of the defense, the difference I think with Pagano's defense that, uh, you know, maybe you, I don't know if, you know, if it's what it is necessarily, but I have definitely noticed they're coming with pressure. I mean, I saw um, Jackson come up to the line a couple times, um, you know, and the other difference is that, that, uh, Mitch Trubisky did not fo- face Khalil Mack and Roquan Smith in camp last year. This is true. So now he's facing, you know, one of the best players in the game and one of the best linebackers 
you know, it possibly, you know, potentially in the game, um, you know, certainly one of, you know, our best linebackers. And so, I mean, it seemed like, you know, they were getting pressure. I mean, and that's what I would say. And, you know, obviously he's going to face teams that are going to give him pressure, but um, that I think is the difference. So even though the offense is ahead of where they were last year, uh, it's, you know, I mean, he's going defense talent wise is too, like you said, with Mac and Roquan. And yeah, I mean, they're still just better. I mean, this the defensive roster is still better than the offensive roster. And that's not a secret. That's not some big statement. Hey, is it air Jer popping up on our screen? Maybe not. I see him, but I don't know. But as I was saying, I just, Hey, there he is. I I was just saying, um, you know, that the defensive roster is better. Uh, and so I think that's a factor of that. Um, well, you hope you hope that the 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 thing that happens from that is, is that our offensive line gets better, our offense yeah. gets better from having to play them every day. So hopefully we just see strides going forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I already saw. I was looking at some of the stills that they put up. Um, there's at least a couple of pictures that they put up where Mac is being held by her own guys. It's like you just can't. Yeah, you got to do that. Yeah, like you just can't. You got no choice. No, no choice. Um, but yeah, we were. Diddy was just asking me how he thought, how we thought Mitch looked um, in general. I, I, in my opinion, he floated a couple. His deep ball needs work, in my opinion. But for the most part, I mean, his short game, twenty to thirty yards intermediates. He's got lasers, and they look great. His decision making is getting there. You can really tell that he's made some strides, but like you said, the defense just oh they're fucking nasty, dude. And we're kind <laughs> of too you guys are kind of too far away to real to really look at the, the left foot, right? Because I know that's something Schofield brought up. No, I didn't like, yeah. It was hard to see. I mean, yeah. you know, if anything, I would say that the deep balls what's going on with them is he's trying to be a little too fine with it, and then also mm. he's getting pressure. I mean, yeah. I think it, I think Marvin Hall, Marvin Hall and Alan Robinson had two remarkable catches. I mean, Marvin Hall had to check up a little bit on a deep end or it's a deep, a deep post inside. Mm-hmm. And he made a hell of a play between Mojack and uh, Kyle Fuller. Oh, and that was a nice ball. Yeah, it was a nice ball. It's just I saw he, just had to check catch just where, to like, he jumped into the crowd and everything. That was kind of dope. Yeah, that was a nice fade. That that was. Um, I mean, I, I think Mitch's touch under thirty-five yards and and his decisiveness looks really good. Yeah. Uh, so you're, say, you're saying the intermediate stuff's looking better in the in the swing passes and stuff like that, right? Oh yeah, he's throwing he's throwing darts, dude. Well, and that's also because you know he's got guys who can run those routes. Uh, you know, Mike Davis can run those routes, and and that's what you're okay. saying. Pretty impressed with him, huh? Yeah, I was. He didn't hurt I mean, himself. No. He did not he, hurt himself at all. He's not looking like a guy who, you know, it is I mean, he's not gonna be fighting for carries. I think he's gonna get carries and I think he's gonna get he's gonna get touches. Um, do, you th- do you think he's gonna challenge Montgomery for that for that starting spot, which we don't really know what that means because it seems like a running back by committee, but I mean I really think it is a running back by committee no matter what. I, I don't really I agree. It's gonna go from game to game. Yeah, I know that Danny gave him a nice little welcome on a pass route that uh, Danny broke up on coverage and just kind of gave him the incomplete sign right in his face. It was it's like, okay, Rook, 
<laughs> you know, he's like, you're a rookie still. You can tell. Yeah. I think uh, the thing you're going to love the most is there are some formations that I picked up on with personnel groupings. It's like, this is going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. With Cordero well, Patterson. Yeah, well, yeah. Had Patterson lined up in the backfield with Taylor Gabriel and Marvin Hall on the field at the same time. And really? Tariq Cohen, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean wow. to tell you, how much fun is that going to be trying to defend? That's uh, yeah. speed on top of speed with more speed. Got weapons everywhere, man. Yeah. yeah, I mean there was a there was a formation where Cordero was in the backfield and Soul was out wide, and then Soul came in motion, and then they and and then you know they ended up handing it to Cordero. Cordero is a monster of a human being. He is so big, like it's it's like I don't. It doesn't make any sense how fast he is with his size. Dude, I thought he was Leonard Floyd. <laughs> he's, he's like, is that Leonard Floyd? He's, he's bigger. That big. He's but he's bigger than Leonard Floyd. He's got bigger arms, and I mean, like, he is just enormous. Like, it's amazing how fast he is for mm-hmm. for that size, and that's going to be crazy. I mean, you know, I, I saw him when he when he ended up playing running back for the Patriots in whatever game that was. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I was saying to. To, to Diddy earlier today. I mean, he's almost like a like an Eddie George or something back there. Like it's just his size. Um, I remember when he came out of college, man. I really expected big things from him. I'm granted he got drafted by the Vikings, but I I thought he was gonna he had the potential to be a hell of a receiver. Wah, 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 wah. Well, his skill set though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. coming out, coming out of college, which how many times have we thought guys coming out of college are gonna be that dominant? But I just I, I thought he it's cool that he's finding his his niche in the league because he is very talented. Yeah, I mean I think he's another guy that you got to get him in space. It's not a guy that's going to run like the Christmas route uh, or be you know exactly in the spot he needs to be for like a timing thing. But if you you know if you you know run the play you know uh, a little bit to the one side and then swing him back the other way and get him in space, I mean. He can. I think he's going to do some damage. And I, yeah. Right. So when Johns was doing the guys he thought were going to make the roster, he had he had Patterson and and Tariq as gadget guys. That was that's the position he had them at, and it, it's true. They they're they're masters at the at being the gadget guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say um, he looked really good. Um, he was uh, he you know he definitely flashed. Um, Marvin Hall was on the field a good amount. Uh, Tanner got a lot of run with the ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tanner Gentry was actually on the field a lot more than I thought he was going to be. That was surprising. He didn't look. He had a couple catches, but he didn't look that great. Um, did, the hev- did the heavens open up when he walked on the field? Well, or no, because like you know, like you predicted, the, the, <laughs> the top the the, uh, the the congregation has all shifted to the Church of Thomas Ives. <laughs> um, so you know, he's. Uh, I mean, he, you know, he looks pretty good you know he he's a big uh, dude man yeah he's a big dude he's got some hands um you know I, it would be nice for mitch to have a guy that he could you know put the ball up like that too you know we've got so many of these little guys where especially when they're playing zone on us it's like that's a t- that's a tough throw that it, that intermediate like 15 to 17 yard throw like in the underneath where he's got to like kind of drop it into a short guy yeah, it's it's harder. I Ives seems like the kind of guy that maybe could, you know, 
run almost like a, you know, a stop, uh, like a button hook kind of come back and, and, you know, Mitch can just put it up to him. So you saw Ives, like, do you think that, um, say he ends up being on our practice squad or something, do you think he's a guy that if he bulks up could play tight end? Because I'm, we really haven't really found the answer there yet. And I know Shaheen's a freaking bean pole and he's soft as hell. We'll get probably into that some, but yeah, we're gonna get into d- that. does, <laughs> does Ives look like a guy that may be able to put, put on that extra weight and be, no. become a, no, no, okay. he didn't strike me as that. No. no. All right. No, I'm just wondering, man. Cause yeah. I, I don't know where he's going to fit in really. But, but at the end of the day, like that, that, you know, that role that Burton kind of fills, you know, I, um, of the, of the tight end, you know, is something that I think a lot of people can, a, a wide receiver can fill in there. You know what I mean? Like can run those routes. Right. Um, so I don't know that it really, I don't know that he needs to bulk up for that necessarily. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just wondering, but I don't know. I mean, it, you know, it's the other guy that I thought looked really good was whims. I mean, you know, Wims. Yeah, definitely. He he helped us cause out a lot. Yeah, he, I mean he he just looked comfortable out there. Uh, he, Mitch he looks was, like he belongs. Yeah, Mitch was not really hooking up with Anthony Miller very much that I saw. Um, I feel like maybe Anthony Miller was a little bit limited still. Okay. Uh, I don't know. What did yeah. you see, Jared? Did you see? I didn't see Miller out he there ran, much. He ran with the special teams and the DBs during uh, early drills, but I really. As far as like his big pop, no, he really didn't have a, like a big pop practice. But you know, I think a lot of it, in my mind, it's it's the first padded practice. Let's get him mm-hmm. through it, right? You know, let's That's get some same. of these young guys. A, well, this is this look. is Miller's first action too, so he's probably a little bit behind. Right. The That's curve a, physically. That's the sense I got was that it was like he was limited. Like yeah. they were purposely like not not putting him out there for for a lot of contact. Okay. Um, I mean, they weren't hitting. Really. No. They were the defense, pulling. well, the linemen were going at it pretty good. I mean, there yeah. was a couple of them that's like, oh, we're going to get chippy, you know? But, yeah, they were punching. Uh, yeah. I heard uh, somebody, I wrote something today that Sherrick has had a couple peanut punches this camp already. Oh, has um, he? Yeah, and caused a couple, of, safety a couple of fumbles. Uh, I saw him mostly in the slot. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> it was uh, DeAndre Houston Carson and Bush. Um, back there, Eddie looked great. I mean, Eddie Eddie's, had that. Eddie's nasty. Eddie had that pick. I mean, he's you know Eddie's ready. He's fired up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I they, mean, I just think in, I think in general the defense was fired up. Like that's the energy that they I wanted. Felt. I agree. They wanted to pop, man. They were ready to go. Like, and I just felt like the offense couldn't get in a rhythm, and so they kind of like they kind of you got you kind of felt that energy, but but you know there were some guys that really I mean. Montgomery's speed and elusiveness is, is, you know, it's a real deal in real life too. Oh, people are saying he's better than Howard. Like, I'm okay. All right. We'll see. I mean, there's a lot to prove. And if he, can, oh, yeah, if he but, fumbles and doesn't hang on to the football, he's going to have a hard time reaching the field. Yeah. So, I mean, he did, he did have a fumble. Uh, Tariq had a fumble, which I don't know whether it was, I thought it was on the exchange. Uh, maybe he didn't have it for long if he had it. Um, but either way, Mac picked it up and scored. Um, that's what Mac does. Right. It was even more, <laughs> it's just even more. I mean, the defense was just doing that. Eddie Jackson had, got, had a great interception. Like the defense was just making plays. And so they were, they were getting fired up and they were feeding off of that. And the offense was kind of un, uneven and inconsistent. And so they were kind of feeding off of that. 
Um, they said Shelly looked pretty good too. Shelly yeah. looked all right, man. He's, he's, he, strugg- he struggled with the uh, punt return. Him and, and Marvin Hall, him and Marvin Hall, on their first uh, opportunities on the punt return machine, both dropped it. Patterson, yeah. as the pro that he is and does, he he caught it and took off like always. Yeah, they had um, they had Duke Shelley back there, and I thought there was one other guy that I thought was weird um, back there. Oh, the Florida Atlantic kid, right? White. Oh well, yeah, Kareth. No, I mean he looked good. He was he's fast. I mean, he's yeah, he's got the speed. That's where he's at. That guy and covers. He, he hits the hole too. Yeah, I didn't yep. see him running between the tackles much, but but he um. I mean, he's they fast. definitely he, want to get him out in space. I think that's that's going to be his primary use too. You know, get him out in space on swing passes and things, and really force the defense. If I mean, if he was to make the team and all that shit, which to me, I think it's a pretty good possibility. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was your guy since since the draft, man. Like I'm telling you, man. Yeah, you can't coach speed, and as much as we're going to talk about Shaheen, you can't coach six foot seven. So. You can't you coach you, you can't coach that motherfucker when he's too soft when to practice. Yeah, yeah, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of touchdowns that get scored scored from the training table though. Oh that man. Is true. It's just and frustrating. Like it's okay. You can jump on the Broniker bandwagon. There's plenty of space. But you know who else is you know who's who's actually listed as six seven? Bradley Soul. Yeah, I heard he looked pretty good, guys. Did you what do you, what was your opinion on, on how Soul was looking? I thought he looked he looks good. He looks like he knows what he's doing out there. I mean, there. I heard one thing that I that frustrated me with the tight ends on, and most of and all the motion really. I felt like they gave it away because I knew, looking at the way that they were just like Ben gave one up whenever he was going to go in short motion from right to left, and Soul did too, and it was pretty obvious just the way that they were aligned and the way that. The, the way they looked back, it was just like, oh, he's going in motion. Watch. And then, boom, he'd go in motion. It's like, okay. And right. well, and that's that's a, that's a small technical thing that needs to be cleaned up. But if I can see it, well, surely the de- the best defense in the NFC can see it. Or NFL, my bad. Not just the NFC. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, Jer brought up a good point. We were talking about it at lunch afterward, you know, and I said, well, that's going to be – it's not just the fact that we don't really know who the tight ends are beyond Burton, but that's a group that with Mitch doesn't have a lot of comfortable reps, you know, or, or really, you know, um, a track record of yeah. success. So, you know, they're going to be doing stuff like that, you know, looking in to make sure, you know, at, um, that they're supposed to go in motion and, you know, and I don't know what, who's, who's giving the, the cue for that, you know, if it's, if it's, uh, if Mitch is part of its cadence, well, they go off of, they probably, sometimes they'll go off of a step or something like that where they're looking back. But just the whole point is that if I can see it and I'm country bumpkin from nowhere, everybody else can see it too. So hopefully yeah, you, you played kind of football, bro. Don't, don't no, a little it. bit. Not, you, not of any, you understand what you're looking at. Not, well, not of, with any success, but. <laughs> right. Well, the, the hard part about that, and and, and I, you know, is that the, the idea of these motion obviously is to try to create a mismatch, but it's also so that Mitch can identify the defense. You know, if a, yes. if somebody starts to to follow a particular player, then he can you know say, okay, they're in man or whatever. Um, 
If you're tipping the defense off, they're reading you. That's the problem. Right. And so that's, you know, I think that was a good, that's a good pickup by Jer um, to see that. But I would say in general that Soul for doing what he's doing, which is, you know, pretty, it's a pretty serious transition is certainly, um, he certainly looks good. Um, you know, they were talking about, uh, I think it was on the all access pod with Joniak and Thayer where they were talking about, you know, him getting, you know, talked about as one of the best athletes on the team period. Um, you know, the, the little card still is him. Pound for pound. I'd, I'd almost agree with that. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. He's having to do, I mean, you haven't seen him do much. I mean, yeah. in terms of, but they, but he said Bunting was playing over Raymond. Like everybody, it was all about Dax Raymond, this big pickup we got undrafted, and like I heard he was pretty underwhelming. It's so hard to say anything because it's just you don't want to go out there and make outlandish claims. Oh no, just, one padded practice, but you know the reality is is that he wasn't there. I mean, I didn't, see, I didn't see Dax Raymond with the one. No, no. I, don't, I don't think he was out there. That's the. But I'm the, saying, like, guys got run. He was out I there. Mean, with, yeah, he he was out there with Tyler. He was Bray. out there with Tyler Bray. Bray. That's when he was out there, and I didn't see Bray. I mean, that's the problem, yeah. and that's why it's so hard to Evaluate, get noticed. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it's hard to get noticed because, and you're talking about a tight end, okay? So, I mean realistically there's probably not a lot of plays you know that for the third string offense who are getting far less reps in general that are run for the tight end so you know and then your third string quarterback is not going to be good at checkdowns i mean tyler you think you know you think mitch is a one two read guy i mean what's tyler bray you know half a read yeah i just think so everybody's going off of what kansas city did and how important the tight end was for them so i think that there's just an emphasis put on the position we don't really actually know if Nagy feels the same way Uh, well he he does clearly he does he does but you know i I don't know if he wants to emphasize as much as reed wanted it used i think you emphasize it because you have a all-world talent like like travis kelsey Right. And you emphasize it because you have an all-world talent like Zach Ertz, and then they had that other guy that was killing us too. I can't remember his name, but they had the, the freaking backup tight end was killing us too. So I, I think that he, it, you know, with we're not going to see it maybe emphasized as much because we don't have that. I mean, we have Dallas Goddard. That's the name. There you go. There you go. Well, yeah, Back but guy. so the guy that we expected to be that, I guess. How how did Burton look? Fine. He looked crisp, man. Did he? Fast. Yeah, he, he looked, looked like looks he had healthy. a pep in his step. Yes. Yeah, he looks healthy. I mean, the beginning of the year, he looked very good. I mean, you know, it's, you know, and, and I, don't, I don't think Burton had a bad season. I think there's this weird kind of narrative out there that he had a bad season. Oh, he had think, a career year. Well, yeah, but that's because he's a career backup. Right. I mean, the, if you take away the, you know, the, um, the trick play, I mean, you know, he's not really known for anything except for being buried on the depth chart behind Zach. Ertz. Yeah, I understand he's a career backup, but getting the opportunity and making the best like season in your career is a step in the right direction. Right, but but he was definitely. I mean, you know, they paid him like he was supposed to do that, and that's right, and that's fine. But I just think there's a weird, 
I don't know. There's sort of a weird narrative. And I think it's because of the way his season ended that, that he had a bad season. And I mean, locked you know, up, he ended up locked up. Right. But I don't think overall his season was bad. I mean, no, you know, he, you know, he had, I mean, he had 54 catches. That's know, pretty so damn good. It's pretty good. I mean, you know, he's a, you know, he had 54 catches, six touchdowns, 569 yards. Uh, yards per reception was 10 and a half. 71% on the catch catch percentage. That's pretty good. Um, you know, he. You know, somebody who really helped themselves at camp, even though I hate even saying it, I'm going to have to say it. Ryan Nall helped himself. He looked good. Scored a touchdown, one cut. Kid played. Oh, yeah? yeah. I don't think he did himself any disservices. I will say that. Yeah, I just have a hard time knowing where they're gonna, how they're gonna keep it. Like, yeah. So, like, out of the running backs you saw, who were the four most impressive? Because that's that's probably the number. Montgomery, say, Davis. I don't know yeah. that Tariq was really impressive, but Tariq's not going anywhere. So, right. No. I mean, in the day that in the the day that we were there, I don't recall Tariq doing anything other than fumbling. Oh, he had a he had a couple of catches out of the backfield, okay. you know. But uh, yeah, yeah, Tariq's there. Um, I would say Kareth. I think Kareth White's got a great shot of making this roster. I really do. I just he, feel like he, I, it's gonna come down to him and all. I think so. Unless and that could be a dark horse candidate too for. Hey, if he can catch the ball, maybe block a little bit. Maybe that maybe you have a tight end there. I I don't know. I mean I'm that's pure speculation and me being and I, just well, we've talked fullback too, which is kind of like I know Nall one of his one of his decisions in coming here was the fact that they were interested in playing him at halfback because he he really didn't want to convert to fullback. I, I'll but, say this that when he broke his runoff, it was one cut and he was gone and nobody caught nobody caught him from behind. I mean, which which no, I think which I think would be great to have at fullback if he could pull it off. To have that other offensive weapon. Yeah, the way this offense is going to run, I just don't see. I mean, I don't see a fullback being a huge part of it. Yeah, I, I mean, just I, we're going to run a lot of speed out, and that—that's the one thing I took away from camp is that we've got speed everywhere, and we're going right. to run it out. I'm and just going back. If to you the can KC defend thing, it, thing, good luck. Use a fullback. So. Yeah, I just I don't I think that is going to be a, something that that Nagy departs from. I mean, I didn't see. I didn't see any kind of fullback sets. Like, well, we got all. like you, like we talked about. We had Sol can pull it off too, if we if right. But be. there's not. I mean, and it's it's it, it would be something that you see on goal line. Like, We're playing with a lead. Yeah, yeah, I just I don't know. Like I, I, think, I just like I said, I think you got your fullbacks on the roster at one of the tight end spots for okay. those. That, for that, that's just yeah. what I think for that instance. Right yep. for those for those situations, but I don't think he's. It's not going to be like Anthony Sherman, you know, in KC where I mean he's out there a lot. He gets a lot of snaps, so I don't see us having. You know, number one, they don't have a fullback on the roster. Period. So, like, I, I and I could see Nall sort of filling that role, but I don't see that role being like it was last year. And thank God for that. To be honest, I don't see him being a tight end though. He's only six two. Um, it's true. 
Like, I would just, I don't know. I would like I said, I'm, that. I, That's me just kind of throwing well, something out there I, I, completely. No, and that's fine. Knows, I mean, but, I, I just worry that Nall kind of presents the same problem that Jordan Howard did, which, you know, I mean, I think he's probably. Predictability. Yeah, or, you, you know, he, he just comes out in the field and it's like, it's not that you know what they're going to do, but you know what they're not going to do. Like, right. you know that Nall is not going to do certain things. And so, you know, you just say, okay, well, we don't really have to worry about him for anything, you know. Uh, I, I can I can say unequivocally coming from camp two, we're going to see a lot of jet sweep motion. A lot of jet sweep motion. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. That you're going to be sick of it. You'll probably see it so much. Because okay. they're, they're just going to stress defenses so much with the, the speed on the field. You know, it's just, how do you want it? There, I say, how, how do you want speed put up? I mean, when you can go with guys like Cordero Patterson, you can go with Hall, you can go with, it's just, good luck, dude. <laughs> how, did right, Emmanuel, well, how did Emmanuel Hall look, speaking of Hall? I didn't really get he a good look at him. He was on the field, but he didn't take, get taking it easy with him. I don't think he got any reps. Okay. Like I don't remember. Like I said, and he, I didn't. And I didn't. Not see very any. memorable. If you're not memorable and nothing, Marvin Hall was the dude that, well, to me, got a lot of run with the ones and. Right. And he took and advantage I, of it to and his I credit. I feel like I feel like I would have noticed Emmanuel Hall because he's wearing Cutler's number. So he was out there. He's a big guy. He's out there. It was so I weird just, seeing us. Like I didn't see. I, I felt like somebody would have mentioned it on Twitter, and I definitely didn't see it. So if he got any reps, I'd be. It shocked. was with Bray. He got reps with Bray and that crew. Right. So I did see Denmark out there. Man, he got burnt. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing. The one times, the times that our receivers did really well. I mean, they torched people. It was, and yeah. the, like in the case of the two deep, the deep balls that I was kind of, uh, kind of unimpressed with. You know, our guy had him beat. He had our ones beat. You know, and it just kind of didn't quite go there with True, but same with Bray and same with Daniel. So. I mean, Jared, did you see any improvement from last training camp with Mitch on his deep ball? Yes. Or is it just, is, is it the deep ball? Yes. It's the decision making too. There's so much that goes into this man. Oh yeah. He's yeah, able yeah. to make, he's making better decisions with the football. He knows where to go with it. And when it's not there, which is not very often right now, I mean, he knows to take it and tuck it, you know? Okay. I mean, th- those are some of the things that I well, thought. That's I mean, the one thing I would say that I saw a lot less was I didn't see any designed runs or him scrambling and running at all. Whereas last time I went to camp, I remember being like annoyed by it. Like, I hope he doesn't do this very much. <laughs> wasn't, wasn't he saying that a lot Definitely. of them weren't designed, though? Like on the you just did a podcast. That's what with- he said. Yeah. I mean, and I, I was going to play a couple things from that. All access really good. Um, with, you know, Joni, I get there, they're always good, but he had, they had Mitch on for an hour and 15 minutes, um, talking about all kinds of stuff. But yeah, he did say that, that most of his runs were not designed runs. Cause I think Thayer had said something like, well, you know, 
sometimes you got to have a design run to loosen up the defense a little bit. Or, you know, people have remarked that they thought that Nagy would call a run to kind of calm Mitch down sometimes. But I don't know. Who knows if that's gamesmanship? I don't know if Mitch right. is just saying that. Um, you know, but I didn't see him. I didn't see. I didn't see him run the ball at all yesterday. Or I, saw, I saw him run it once. That, that was it. I mean, Did you overall, guys see him extended plays behind the line with his feet. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay. Yeah, but it's more stepping up, which is what I want to see. Okay. Like, and, That's, and that shows maturity. I just think. Yeah, I, he's, I mean, he's getting there, man. Yeah, I mean, I think he's getting there, and I think here's what I see is that he's he's decisive and he's looking downfield. And, yes. you know, he seems to know he seems to have a better handle, at least from what I have seen of like where everybody's supposed to be. I mean, you saw a quote from Chase Daniel about last year he was learning the offense this year. He's running the offense. Yes. And, and that's, you know, that's obvious. And he looks like a quarterback who's been in the offense before. And last year he looked like a guy who was it was just kind of frenetic. And there were times where I was like, oh, is he going to run? And then all of a sudden he just kind of throw it and. You know, um, sometimes it'd be good and sometimes it wouldn't, you know, and uh, so that none of that seems to really be happening. I mean, he seems like a guy who, you know, and I think, also he also seems to know exactly when he fucked up. Like, yep. and I think if anything, my criticism of him he, that day that we were there was he seemed to be a little his his body language was a little down, like kind of like he felt like. <laughs> Like I just well, felt you knew like, he was I having a rough practice. That defense yeah, but is going to frustrate could, a lot of people. You just kind of sense that, though. Um, you know, like, like it was just, it was just kind of, and it was hot, and you know, I mean, I think the defense was kind of beating their ass a little bit, you know, but they, he still came back and made plays. Yes, he did. So, Jer, and in your observation, like, how, how was the O line looking? Because been hearing how much pressure the defense was getting, but did you did you see any uh, bright spots on the offensive line? I think James Daniels continues to be the brightest spot that I've seen so far for a kid just taking that spot. You know, um, like I said, it's hard. It's so hard to gauge anything off of one padded practice, but you know, the offensive line was in step and together. So I would say that that is a huge thing with, especially with basically a rookie, a rookie center now because you shoved him guard last year. Um, who was running? Matt, Matt just Matt just makes everybody look bad, man. That's just all there is to it. Where was, where was the pressure coming from generally? From the outside, from the inside. Outside rush. Yeah. Massey Massey struggled a little bit in practice, and Leno did too. I thought, but I also have to keep it in mind. It's Khalil Mack. You're gonna struggle. So well, and I mean, they were. I mean, you even saw it in some of the pictures that they were keeping a tight end in yep. on him. You know, that is, like, they did chip him. They uh-huh. did chip him with Soul a couple of times. I do. That Soul would run in motion from an outside position to the end of line position and chip him. Uh-huh. I mean that's stuff that Max gonna see. So, but like I said, man, steel, steel sharpens steel. And the reality is, is that defense is fucking nasty, dude. They're uh, ready the to co- cash Cody. it in now. How did Cody and Kyle look? Did they, they look decent? Cody, the best thing I could tell you about them is they got out healthy, and that's that's the biggest thing. Did I Cody mean, look? Did Cody look a little bigger than last year? No, I wouldn't say no, he, he looks, looks much bigger. Size. Okay, 
Kyle? Uh, your Kyle Notre Dame kid looks like uh, he's a big man. The rookie, yeah, not so Mustafar, the, the king, not the king body. Alex Bars looks like a man. I, mean, I think Mustafar is a, yeah, he's a big kid too. He might, he might surprise you. I think he could end up on the practice squad. No way. I think he's a little undersized, right? Dead that- man walking. Yeah, well, you 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 know more than me about that, but I didn't. Um, who is? <laughs> I didn't even got see three centers on the team, man. Well, that's what I was wondering: is who was running center for the second team? Lucas maybe Larson was Larson. Uh, I don't um, know. Larson. I thought maybe it was Cornelius Lucas because he. It might have been. I can't remember. I can't really I, recall. I can't. I can't remember. I mean, I'm looking at the at the card here from, you know, that has all the the. Uh, Names and numbers of everybody. Larson, I think Larson took some snaps. Um, and I, I Mustafa got it with Bray. I know that. Right. Well, and I will say there was no sense of snap issues. No. Well, Mustafa did air ma- try to airmail one. All right. It was well, high saying, like, and with the first team. No, like, first team. No. That, okay. The James Daniels, the whole snap Speed, operation. Yeah. Like is 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 going to be a non-issue from. Okay. I don't know if I. Mitch. I think I discussed this before with you guys. Whenever you're running that zone read look, the importance of getting the snap back on time with the mesh point with the running back is huge. huge. I mean, it's just huge. It sets the whole. It sets the tone for the whole play. Yeah, well, James we were Daniel doing has it. Right. James Daniels has it. I mean, he understands it because he, there's just well, there's something different about exactly. Right. There's well, something he, different about when he's at center and when Cody's at center. Well, and you and you know, and you had Cody throwing that uh, that Seattle fish market dead fish snap. You he's know, snow like, coning. It's it's a snow cone snap. It's so he can get it back. It's it's got nothing to do with velocity because there is snap velocity that makes a difference. You know. Right. But and whenever you to, snap it traditionally versus snow cone, you when you do a traditional snap, you have ball velocity where the quarterback can get it and make a decision quickly. Right. And, and when you're snow coning, he's kind of bent over looking for the ball. Right. The ball you just that see not that happen. you see the ball like flying slowly, straight up yes. and down, and then you know Mitch has to like adjust it in his hand. And I mean, it was like you know, obviously it was something that we were all kind of hyper aware of, but I just remember there were a few times just being like, ugh. Like, yep. look at that thing. <laughs> like, I mean, yep. like I said, it literally looked like a fish being thrown across the Seattle fish market. <laughs> like, Mitch is trying to catch it like it's a damn fish, too. Um, how, once how you about, get that, once I ahead. get that down, and I, like I said, it's James Daniels' job, and anybody that tells you different ain't paying attention. So you guys got to see a little bit of the kicking... Uh, Derby there too, right? Little uh, we got a kicker. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Pinero's it, man. He yeah, made was, me a believer. Short stride. Yeah, it was funny because um, I mean, it was hot. It was hot. Like and and by like I said, I was a little bit late, so by the time I got there, like it, you know, it, it felt like everybody, including the crowd, had been out in the sun for you know for forty five minutes or longer than that. Because I mean, people were there for you know. Practice and start till eight fifteen, but people were there since crack of dawn, like Jer. Uh, <laughs> but but it just felt like it it felt like you know the air was just thick and people were you know, people were paying attention, but um 
you know, it's frenetic. I mean, it, it's hard to keep track of what's going on. I mean, and it's kind of this off in the distance music playing and like guys are running on and running off. And, you know, there's just big groups of, you know, kind of random players. And, you know, it's, it's hard to tell sometimes what's, what's going on. Um, you know, but when the kicking, you know, started, <laughs> it was like, everybody was locked and ready to like, I happened make- to look back at, we were, we were with the guys from Windy city gridiron. We're up there and moon Mullen was up there. Name drop flop. Yeah, I already, I already <laughs> dropped that one. <laughs> oh, well, I'm dropping it again, boys. Did you, get, did you guys get Landham or what? <laughs> no, we no, didn't go that far. Nah. But uh, the expression on all of our faces when the kickers came up, everybody was kind of smiling and like, oh, well, here we go. Yeah. You know, you could feel the tension. Like, is he going to hit it? Is he going to miss? What's going to happen? We don't know. Yep. But what? I would can, say too, it was hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> like, yes. like I was kind of waiting for the reaction of, uh, I was waiting for the reaction of the refs because I don't know what it was about the backdrop or the angle or whatever, but you know, there were it's tough at a game, you know, if you're at, if you're on the mm-hmm. sideline angle, it's tough. Right. But it was just like a, you know, it's a bright, it was like a bright background. You couldn't really, you know, the contrast was hard to see against the, against the, the upright. So it was a few times where it was like, did he? you know, but Yep. Um, there was never a question on his distance, though. No. That kid flat out. That he, kick from 62 would have been good from 70. I, I would almost bet on it. Did you guys yeah. see who was holding? It was Pat. Pat held. He did okay. well. Yeah. Well, trust me, I'm sure he hears it, too, because everybody, I mean, dude, everybody knows. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it's the worst kept secret ever. It's like, pressure's on, you better get it. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting, too. They were talking about it today on uh, ESPN Radio about, you know, about the kickers and the holding and, and you know, and Patrick Scales. And I guess they do. They do have another long slapper um, on the roster. Uh, John Wartell, um, some other guy, you know, so uh, I didn't see him really get out there. But, you know, they do have another one. Um, but I didn't realize that I guess Patrick Manley was was pretty critical of the snap on the call on the, on the parking kick um, in Philly. And he actually gave Pat O'Donnell a lot of credit for putting that a good hold down. Cause he said it was a bad snap. I don't, I don't know. I'll trust Patrick Manley. Of right. course, there's probably nobody, you know, more an expert about snapping than him, but it was just interesting that, you know, people talked about obviously the, that it might've been tipped and this, that, and the other, and, you know, and, and O'Donnell's been getting crap about, um, you know, the hold there are the punts and the holding and whatnot, but kind of interesting. I mean, we'll see if, um, you know, this other guy gets any run. Um, I mean, obviously Patrick scale seems pretty entrenched. Um, Tabor likes him, you know, so, I mean, I think it was, I think Pinero, it was, it was almost his job to lose because we gave up from a, not that I'm big on this draft capital stuff, but we did give up a draft pick to get him in here. So I kind of felt off the rip. He, he, it's kind of his job to lose. You know? Yeah. I mean, I would also say that they want that type of kicker. Um, yes. You know, they, they his want kicking the- style is compact. It's, he's a three step. He's not even a, it was almost like a two and a half step. You know, that's one thing that we talked that we were talking about on the ride home. It's like, he doesn't, He's not a long strider in the way that some other kickers would be. So it seemed like it was wham, bam, out, you know, yeah. kick out. 
Well, and even on the 63 yarder, which I thought was cool because, you know, they were, I guess he supposedly he said that, you know, they were going to go from 60 and he said, no, we're going from 63. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, it definitely was not a low kick for being usually a, no, a kick this like that. It's really good. We got yeah. hurt last, he got hurt last year. Right. And the Raiders, the Raiders still had Didn't him going Raiders into this do. year. Yeah. But they, they, they held on to him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that generally you think a guy would just get cut if he didn't have a lot of potential, you know what I mean? Like you're hurt where mm-hmm. you got a guy in here, but they, they ended up being able to trade for him. So he, the potential's there where you got, I think Fry was in the arena league or the uh, AFL, whatever. AFL. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you, to you me, said Fry screams Parky a little bit, right? Well, I didn't see him live and I did see okay. Pinera live and Pinera's I mean, you, you just see him kick the ball and it's like, oh shit, this guy can kick the ball. Like, right. you know, obviously accuracy is important, but at the end of the day, you also want that, that big leg, you know? Um, and you know, he also just kind of seems like he has a little more swag about him. You know, I mean, people have talked about, you know, how he went into Florida and wanted number 15 and even though it was Tebow's number and, you know, he's just, he's got a little bit of a, of a swag to him, which I think is good. I think a kicker needs to have that. And then, you know, uh, to me, like Fry seems like the, le- the the less strong leg, but more of the maybe more of the trying to guide the ball through there. He's a legit. Pinero to me is a legit scoring threat inside of the 45. Right. He's like, you've, you've got to. He can hit it. He's got the distance to me. That's huge. Right. Like he doesn't, he didn't feel like a guy and I, I just in one practice, but he didn't feel like a guy who was like, you were like, Oh God, I hope they don't have to kick it. You know, did like, he, because did he, was it a 63 yarder? I heard 63. Yep. Now did that he like official. barely make it or was it in by a long shot? No, no, no. It was by, by, well, that thing was good by 70. Okay. Yeah, he, he I would, from 70. Yeah, I would definitely buy that it would have gotten in from that. It was, wow. it was well through and it right wasn't now. even close. I mean, you know how you, it was, it didn't make it to the net, but it did make it past the pole, the the back pole. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and there's no fade to his kicks, really. No, it's straight power. Right. Like it's, it's, it's up and it's end over end and it's, it's whipping. So, yep. I mean, I, you know, Fry did okay, I guess, in the rain today, um, which is good. I mean, good for him. Uh, I think he right. one or two, but, you know, I mean. Did, did they, they do any kickoffs or just field goals? Yeah, they did kickoff. And he's well, was, was got that by a lot, too. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing I saw with him was he was booming them through the end zone. I mean, they were setting up kickoff return practice, and they kept having to have the, the coach like throw the ball to the returner because Pinera just kept booting him through the end zone. Yep. So there wasn't really, they weren't having a, a good opportunity catching his ball because he doesn't, you know, and that's fine. I mean, I think that's what you want to see. Right. So I think that could be, you know, um, cause that was something with Parky. You weren't ever really sure of either. I mean, there were some times where he had some funky kickoffs too. So, you know, uh, I mean, I, I would say the early returns on that is Pinero looks, you know, looks strong. I mean, I think it just in general, as I felt like, OK, at least we have a damn competition. Like there's two two people that are, you know, it's not like which one sucks the least. It's like, OK, well, one of these guys is actually 
looking like he's going to be, you know, going to win the job, not just like right. win by default. It, it's a legit competition. They're really trying to outdo each other and they all want the job. It's not like they're shying away from it. I was hearing all the players are like locked in the fans. Like it, it, the mood so. is different at camp this year than it was last year. I mean, last year there was a whole, uh, you know, that, that excitement that, you know, we could be really good. You know, this year it's, it's almost an expectation. It's like, we are good. We know we're here. That, that, that's the mood that I felt, you know, more about, more about getting the business. Let's get it done. Exactly. Yeah. Well, for sure. And, and I think one of the interesting things I heard today was Pace said that um, he was just, he's really excited to see so many fans wearing current players jerseys. And that is definitely a huge difference that I saw from camp. Literally everybody has Mac, Roquan, Eddie, you know, Tariq, Gabriel, Anthony Miller. I mean, there are no old ratty Erlackers walking around like, like, you know, this is not, this is not bears fans pulling out their, their ratty Jersey out of the, out of the closet, you know, cause they haven't found a guy to buy a Jersey for in five years and going to camp. Like these, you know, everybody's got new shiny, like, you know, Did you see Mitch jerseys? jerseys. Yeah. Mitch, mostly Mac. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah, probably, dude. it's probably three to one Khalil Mac over every other Jersey. Oh, yeah. Gotta, you gotta have a Mac, but uh, yeah, there's a, a lot of a lot of kids. Kids love the the Mitch jersey. I, I would say more kids are wearing Trubisky jerseys, um, but you know, a lot. I mean, just everybody had uh, current players. I mean, I can't. You know, there were Erlackers. Um, you know, there always are going to be, but you know, you didn't see any like. You know, you didn't see any, Gabriel like, was represented real well. Was yeah, he? that that was surprising. Uh, I didn't see a lot of. I don't know how Allen Robinson's jersey sells that well, but I didn't see a lot of twelve. Well, we didn't have any in the store either, man. That's what kind of fucked. Pardon my language. Kind of fucked me up. Pardon my. No, I pardon nothing. Fucked me <laughs> up, man. Yeah. Some of the weird. players were just like, like, I couldn't find a Hicks, and I was like, why don't we have a Hicks or a Goldman in the store? So it was like, it just kind of pissed me off. Yeah, Goldman's the one I haven't seen, actually. I mean, we were at the 100 year, and I didn't see any Eddie Goldman. Yeah. Which, he's like that unsung dude, but I, I I, would actually consider buying a Goldman, man. I think he's a beast. For sure. Um, I would say other people that jumped out at me uh, was Bilal. Bilal looks like... Yeah, he looks, he looks excited. Cut. He looks cut up, man. I mean, I didn't see him making a lot of plays necessarily. It's hard to really watch interior line play from the angles, you know, that you're seeing. Eddie it. Goldman in a hoodie. He was yeah. practicing hooded sweatshirt. You pointed that out. That was crazy. It looked like he was trying to. I mean, he was definitely, you know, trying to trying to uh, get his sweat on. But yeah, he had a, a like a cut off sleeve hooded sweatshirt on under his jersey and pads. That was kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he looked like he was definitely, I was looking for Chuck Harris. I saw him, but I didn't see him in the game much. Um, I saw Josh Woods out there a lot. Um, he looked like he was moving around. Uh, Rashad didn't really practice. He was out there, but I don't think he was in pads. Was Buster Cow- getting any play? Coward. 
you know, uh, Jer probably saw Buster more than I did. I know that he... He was um, a little more active today, I think. Yeah. Um, and again, I saw Dax Raymond on the sideline, but I really didn't see him much in the game. He's wearing um, the uh, Mike Burton's number. He's as, wearing the 46. As far as Buster screen, yeah, Buster got run at the uh, nickel corner. He played well. I mean, he didn't hurt himself either. Well, a guy, I gonna good. A, a guy I heard about too um, that w- did really well was uh, Jonathan Franklin. Um, he didn't hurt himself. He was apparently, you know, he was he was even like hitting a little bit, um, which okay. is kind of, I mean, not really hitting, but you know, getting mixing it up. You know what I mean? I mean, these guys all pull up, you know, in these in these practices, but yeah, you can't pull. You can only pull up so much. I, I think Franklin, with his skill set too, would offer a lot on special teams. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looked, he looked, uh, he looked good. Um, I saw Mincy out there a little bit. Uh, Michael Joseph. Um, I think he looked, or maybe was it Joseph that people were talking about? I can't was, remember. If it was was Joseph. Tolliver getting any? Yeah. Tolliver was out there. He looked good. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, definitely. They were out there. I like Tolliver, man. I mean, I think there's a lot of, um, you know, what I'm hoping and, and this is, because I feel like one of our weaknesses was when, when Prince. Um, I told you not to bother me while I'm cleaning my room. jerry <laughs> has been reading uh, Mitch's book about making sure to keep the locker room clean. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, one of the things that I think was um, missing or needed last year was some depth behind a Mukamara. Um, and I think you're going to have that this year with Duke Shelley. Um, a lot of people are talking about him playing that playing. Sorry about that guys. That's all right. Playing the outside. Um, and then, um, you know, I could also see, uh, Tolliver, um, as well. Uh, you know, just, I think DHC and Dion Bush and those guys better be on their P's and Q's bro. Cause I think there's enough depth to push some people around and possibly push them out. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, I'm sure Sherrick's gonna make the team. Uh, you know, uh, I feel like Deion Bush probably will. I think DHC probably be the one that's that's on the bubble. Um, I would say that one of the early returns of camp is that Javon Wims. You, I don't know. As far as I'm concerned, you you don't need he he's not on the bubble. He passes the he passes the eye test big time. Yeah, like like I feel like he and this is what's i think what's so great about the, the amount of talent that they brought in at wideout is that it's obviously pushed him you know to to be to be better um i mean no just, we didn't we didn't mention riley ridley once during that whole thing and you know how much hype he got in, in the rookie camp there was no yeah. mention of him oh, really was, yeah it was all whims man right well and ridley didn't practice right because of the oh. hamstring right all right, so that's an opportunity for some other guys. Um, I also saw the uh, the guy we got from Minnesota, backup lineman. He was working out late. He's still rehabbing. I can't think what the hell his name is to save my life. But that's a, that's a guy that started on an NFL roster last year. That you know that depth is going to be is that coming coming? I think. Clemming, uh, TJ Clemming. Clemming, Clemming. Yeah. What's on your mind, bro? Damn. You know, pause. Just been reading a lot of the those good uh, Bukaki takes. I thought you were going to say this inspirational pace book. 
<laughs> well, yeah, that is something that that was um that was brought up uh, on the All Access where um, I guess Pace gave out a book uh, about um, it's written about the uh, All Blacks uh, New Zealand uh, rugby team, you know, which is one of the most winning teams in sports, and just you know, kind of talks about uh, their habits and what they do. And, and whatnot. So he's, you know, kind of, uh, in the vein of, uh, Phil Jackson, you know, giving out a book. And, um, I suppose I, I mentioned said that it was, um, a, a lot of themes of what they've been doing, um, have come out of that. Um, people kind of, you know, were giving him the business about, you know, cause he said, somebody asked him like, how can you, uh, be a better leader this year? And, and Mitch had said something like, well, you can, you know, it might be little things like cleaning up the locker room or, you know, and people were kind of like, huh? Um, so this sort of gave a little more background to that, you know, and I think it was just saying like that, you know, that good leaders have good habits, uh, throughout. It's not just, you know, when the lights are on, you, you stand in front of everybody and yell at them and go, do this, do that, go here. You know, um, I'm just hoping Pace finds a really good book on how to throw an accurate deep ball and maybe give it to Mitch and we'll be good. Yeah, or you know, maybe he finds a <laughs> finds a good book on how to don't, pick a don't, don't get it twisted, dude. His deep ball was it was accurate. It was just a it was just a hair just a hair late. And I don't know that I mean, like I said, I don't know that it was it's like a read thing or if it's a way the ball's coming down thing or whatever, but they're accurate. They're on target. <laughs> it's not yeah, it's a matter of accuracy. It's just, yeah, they're accurate. So are you just, saying they're accurate or, or they're just catchable for whoever's in the area? They are definitely, he throws a very catchable deep ball. Okay. That's, that, that's what I'll say. Right. And Eddie it, Jackson feels the same way. Right. <laughs> well, Eddie I mean, Jackson's going to do that to a lot of people. So I don't feel too damn bad about that. That's true. I mean, it's, it's, listen, I mean, there's not a lot of guys who throw like this amazing deep ball, you know, but what I will say about his is that it doesn't feel like it's got that, you know, like that severe high velocity, like downward arc that some guys deep balls have where it's like it goes up and it comes exactly. down. Exactly. That's exactly a great description of it. You know, it's, it's just, it's, yeah, it's just got a float to it. You know, it's like, it's like the arc, the arc is still going at the point where the ball needs to be caught instead of it kind of coming down. Right. You know, uh, and, and there's not a lot of guys that can do that. I mean, to be honest, it's just, you know, it's, um, it, you know, so, and I don't know that it's ever been his strong suit. Um, but I think as long as the biggest thing that he's got to do is he's got to learn how to read the defense and make the right read. And that's going to be far more important than having some otherworldly arm that, you know, that makes plays, you know, when there's no play to be made or, you know, so on and so forth. Um, I think, you know, and ultimately, you know, those deep balls are going to be there the way that they were last year. And it's going to be, you know, it's like the, I think of the, um, the one to Burton in the Tampa game, um, you know, and then there was the one to Allen Robinson where, uh, the, the, the announcer was like confused about it or something like, you know, I mean, I think that stuff's going to be there. Um, you know, is he going to throw a deep uh, post into double coverage and it's going to be this amazing ball? No, I don't know. Maybe. Um, 
you know, but uh, I, I just I think that when guys are open, which they are going to be frequently, he is going to hit them. Yeah, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. And and what you hope is that that he doesn't get baited into that because that's that's the worry is that you know what will happen is that you know they'll they'll let a guy look open, and then you know they'll have somebody lurking. Right. And when he, you know, if he throws these floaters, but I think ultimately it's, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of it's just being made too much of, I mean, because it's, it's your, your tweet and your, your article is going to get a lot more looks and a lot more action. If you say something like Mitch's deep ball doesn't look good today. than if you say, Oh, another nice throw from Mitch to so-and-so, right. You know, um, I mean, at the end of the day, that's still, that's still what goes on. Uh, but oh, I wasn't. Yeah. A- it's early. I mean, it just like I said, if we're seeing this at the end of camp, it might be a little. I'm far from worried about it right now. Okay. I'm far from it. We're going to take deep shots. I mean, go ahead and just get yourself prepared for that. I think we might go deep twice as much as we did last year. Mm-hmm. Let's, that's there. Here we'll go hot take, and I think he's going to do really well at it. I mean, our Boy. receivers, our receivers are there. I mean, the size is there. He did pretty well at it last year. I mean, didn't he have, yeah. was it, you know, was, like had some of the most deep throws. Was it 50 yarders? I forget right. the exact amount, but yeah, he right. was right up there. I mean, I just think there's a lot of tape of open guys, you know, that he did miss. And that's, you know, that is what it is. But yeah, comparatively it's, speaking, it's the most important position on the field. We're going to overanalyze it. That's just how it is. <laughs> For sure. I mean, but I would say that, you know, a lot of what we've thought, this whole time, which is that running back is upgraded. Running backs upgraded by receiver. How did Montgomery look? We didn't really, like we talked a little bit, but like you watched the footwork videos we got, we're all hyped up. Like how'd you, how'd you feel after seeing him? He's shifty, man. Oh. I mean, go ahead, Jer. He did a back. He towards the end of one play, he did this one cut where he puts his right foot in the ground and literally jumps backwards three yards. It was just like, Oh yeah, I see what's up now. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, the biggest question I might have for him is, will he dance or will he hit the hole first? He can't he dance, dance. Is he dancing before? No, he's not really dancing no. before. But I can see that in his development if he gets. I mean, this that's, is totally, that's my knock on Cohen, man. Like, just hit the hole. The moves that I, from what I've seen, the moves come in the second level with him. That's where you want it. And 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 you know, Nagy talked about again about his vision and being, you know, some of the best he's seen. So from what, from what I saw, it's like he's making moves when defenders are near him. And I'm talking about linebackers, he's past the line. And then that's when, that's when he's putting on moves. The thing that you might have to be worried about. I mean, like we talked about earlier, he did have a fumble. I don't know if that was today or the day that we were there, but he did have a fumble. Um, And then, you know, you, you don't want to be, trying to was it punched out or was it just i don't know i can't remember okay but but he's he's got he's got what you see on tape at iowa state he's got a lot of moves in small spaces and 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 spaces that you wouldn't think there would be moves yeah and 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 his instinct is definitely to to break tackle i mean if if guys were trying to finish tackles he definitely would have broken a lot of tackle. Um, and he definitely has, uh, he's athletic as hell, man. Yeah. And he's got, he's got, 
That's surprising speed. I mean, his foot speed is definitely better than Jordan Howard. I mean, in the breakaway sense, I mean, he's not going to, you know, he's not like a, a burner um, in that. That's no. not, that's not, but, but he can, you know, he can hit a home run. Like if he, you know, if, if he makes three moves and then has 50 yards of daylight in front of him, he's scoring. I, you know, I feel like, um, but I, I will say again, I think Mike Davis, you know, I mean, Sometimes I didn't know, other than the size of them, you didn't know what they were both doing the same things out there. Okay. Like it wasn't like, it wasn't like, uh, you know, this is what Montgomery does. And this is what Mike Davis says there. They seem interchangeable to me. And then Tariq is the one, you know, who's, who's kind of all over the place. And I, and I think ultimately, like, I don't need to see Tariq running between the tackles. Like I'm good, you know? It would just be nice to have somebody as, as small as he is and fast as he is be able to, though, because it, it would be hard for the defense to pick up him coming through the hole with these huge guys in front of him. Like, it would yeah, be nice. Yeah, but I think, you kind of get that a little bit with Montgomery. But the thing about Montgomery is he's he's bigger, he's, though. He's definitely bigger, but he's getting to the second level quicker because he's more decisive. Right. And, well, that's and what I'm. And it would be nice kinda, if Cohen had that, though. That decisive. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know. I don't know that he has that. I mean, I think. I think he's very self-aware that he's a small guy. That would be the best way I would. He's very self-aware. It's like, I'm not going to get killed. Well, and I think, yeah. And I think that, you know, they they need to be aware of that. I mean, uh, you know, because, I mean, like, even when he talked about mixing it up um, on that block. And then, you know, I think Tariq definitely got a little gun shy on some of the fumbles that he had and some of the hits that he took and. You know, I mean, I just feel the blocking the running back versus linebacker blocking drills were pretty interesting. Yeah, I didn't want no part of that. (laughs) He did it, but uh, Rook got it. Rook got it done one time, and I think I can't remember who it was against, but. I think that Ooh, contract's gonna be interesting with with. I remember he. I heard he stood up uh, Iggy. Um, He did stand Iggy up pretty decently. Uh, yeah, Iggy looks pretty good. He's, he's, he had some run. He got some run during practice. Yeah. He's, he's shredded this season. He he looks like he spent the whole off season working out. I think the Cohen, the Cohen contract is going to be interesting though, especially when you got a guy like white on the roster that has a ton of potential and can't hit the hole. It's going to be, that's going to be interesting because how much we talked about it earlier off, off air where we're just like, how much you pay him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, let, let's put it this way. He's I think some people may have, end up being a little upset. Right. And he, I think he's going to have to have some pretty amazing production in order to get the kind of contract that he's going to get. Because otherwise, you know, he's going to be. Um, a know, dude. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like he's a guy that, that Ryan Pace will tell you I can find another one. <laughs> in the in low rounds, you know, or in yeah. the high rounds, excuse me, you know, and so I don't think you, I just think you don't pay that guy, unfortunately. I mean, unless he becomes. Well, and here's the problem: is that they took, they've basically taken kick returning out of the game, so you, you're not going to have like he's not going to be a Darren Sproles because, you know, that's not really a part of the game. Punt returning is, but it's like how much do you really want to? How much you want to put a ten million dollar guy back there returning punts? 
Yeah, Sproles has a little more power. Uh, in his prime, it seemed like Sproles had a little more power, too. Yeah, he's a little bit bigger of a guy. Yeah. Across, yeah. You know? I also think he was on some better teams um, as well. But, yeah, I mean, I just don't thing. know. I don't know if – I don't know what Tariq will be. I mean, I don't really see him getting much more than 10 touches a game, if that. I think that's going to be where he's going to be at. I mean, I think there's going to be some games. There's going to be a Tariq game where he has two. It's going to it's going to feel a lot like last year in some spots where it's like, why didn't so and so get the ball more? And yeah, well, yeah, it's just because the game plan dictates. I mean, the game right. plan is going to dictate that, and, and we're going to have to live with that. It's a, yeah, and it's going to drive us nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, no, I think. Go ahead. No, I was just. I don't want to change the subject. You want to go a little further with that? I was just going to say, if you, did you guys find anybody that was almost looked like they didn't belong? Guys that you were kind of unimpressed with? Well, Jared definitely mentioned Mustafer. He didn't like him. Yeah. Um, nope. I, I, I thought Denmark didn't look, didn't look like he was able to keep up with our receivers when he was running against the, against the first team receivers. Couple times I saw, I didn't think he looked like he was capable really of covering, um, you know. So that's going to be. I think he's. I feel like he's probably practice squad bound, um, you know. Uh, I mean, what about Betts, I heard Betts was kind of unimpressive. I heard that. I didn't see it, but I okay. did read. I did read that um, that he didn't really, you know show much um like i said dax raymond didn't really seem to get on the field that much i didn't see that i didn't see that jesper horstead guy out there much 47 okay i didn't really see him he's another tight end and that shaheen uh, guy that was pretty disappointing yeah, right shaheen's a bum i'm mm-hmm. i'm all, i'm i'm i never was on the shaheen bandwagon me either I'm, man i'm like lighting the bandwagon on fire right now like i mean what a waste. What a waste of <laughs> like Hey man, you know what I told you? There's plenty of room on the Ben Bronica fan train. You just come on down. Yeah, you know, I mean what you know we're what? saying. I, 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 Bronica, I think Bronica, Sydney Gollick uh, ha, ha, has a little block on us there. Yeah, but I mean Bronica's a smart man. He went to Harvard. He knew he knows how to going to Harvard's all about connections and Bronica's got himself firmly entrenched in the uh Notre the, Dame alumni. <laughs> Whoa! Pause. So it's Mustafer. He's getting his ass back. So see. You. Yeah, Mustafer. Yeah, you said that. Um, I don't know. I don't. I think the Kylie. Uh, I, I don't know that Kylie Fitz is gonna be anybody that. Um, you know. I mean, he'll probably make the team just because I don't think there's that much depth over there. Um, is another. Yeah. Th- All right, Jerry. You okay with that? That you, that your boy Broniker is, is dating a. Uh, Former Notre Dame. Absolutely. Good for him. Okay. Good for I didn't him. Know, I didn't know how that, that translated back home because I know you guys have some hard feelings against Notre Dame. Oh, no, no, no. We're good well, there. We're either good way, there. Whatever, whatever you do personally. Either way, he's setting himself up for his broadcasting career after right. the fact. So he's going to really, do well. I mean, you know, like I said, he's doing well in life. Yeah. I saw some people calling out uh, Jordan Williams Lambert is looking okay, too, which I didn't. I don't know. He's, That's the first uh, I've heard of that. 81, uh, number 81, uh, receiver, uh, 6'3", 228. Okay. Had a, 
I don't know. I, I don't recall seeing 81 do anything particular. Um, I would look, you know, I think Jonathan Bullard might have, might get bumped off this team. Um, can I say something about Nick Kwiatkowski? Yeah, please. His pass rush moves are really, really good. You showed I, through me, huh? I mean, in the uh, running back versus linebacker drills, I don't think anybody stopped him. That's good, man. I mean, it come, I believe it was West Virginia, right? Yeah. Yeah. Out of, out of college, he looked like a beast. I, I, I wonder I how... He doesn't get the chance. I mean, maybe Pagano... We'll we'll see something in him, and set, I mean, because Kwiatkowski, you know, obviously we all know of his troubles in the coverage and uh, running with, you know, back, basically like backpedaling. I mean, maybe maybe you know, maybe he's just been miscast as you know that kind of a rangy linebacker. Maybe he should be more like a Kylie Fitz or a, a you know a, one of these other guys. I don't know. Are you guys seeing more pressure from from the middle linebacker position? Inside linebacker? No, I didn't okay. see it. I mean, other than, no, you know, not necessarily, but I don't know if it was schemed properly. Okay. I just, I also think like I don't know that you can afford to do that against the Bears. Like, can you? You can't. It's not like you can send these like weird middle linebacker to like delayed blitzes on the Bears because somebody's gonna be wide open if you do that. Yeah, no, I just didn't know if right. Gunnell was trying to mix a little pressure up the middle. I would say, it, it, you know, where I saw that was was uh, DBs and safeties coming up to the line. I think you're going to okay. see a lot more of, of that type of thing. And then because we have Roquan, that's going to allow us to. And then I think that they may switch that up a little bit where, you know, they'll show like the, the DBs might creep up and then and then Roquan will streak through for the for the blitz. Yeah, I'm hearing a lot of high high uh, praise for Roquan, man. I'm like, he's real. Oh, he, he's a fucking yeah. man. Yeah, he's a fucking man. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he looks like he looks man. like a veteran. I mean, he just you know, like yes. if you if you if you if you don't know anything and you see 58 and 59, you think they've both been in the league for you know five six years. I mean, there's nothing there's nothing rookie about Roquan. You know, like he's just. The guy just, you know, doesn't seem like he's ever in the wrong place. And he's just, you know, he's just always in on the plates. I mean, the guy just like, you know, he wants to get into the piles. Yep. What you about know? our, what about our boy Leonard Floyd? Anything? I didn't see much of him. He, he did what he was supposed to do. Which is what? Create pressure. I mean, okay. that's what his job is. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. To, I mean, there was so much pressure. <laughs> Like, oh, we're in the live. We're live in the jet engine room of the secret laboratory of Jer Kramer. Um, <laughs> but I would say that my feeling uh, was that there was a lot of pressure coming in general. And, you know, Mac is the one that was getting home probably the most. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, a lot of that's kind of like... Um, how fun was that though? Seeing Khalil in training camp, like he's oh, just such, he's such I mean, a beast, man. It's great. He's a rock star too. Like, oh yeah. Like it's you know, like it's just like all eyes are on him. Everybody's wearing his jersey. All eyes are on him. Anytime he moves, it's like 
You know, I mean, that's all you hear around that people around. Where's Khalil? Where's Khalil? Is Khalil on the field? Where's Khalil? I mean, that's what people are watching. They're watching 10 and they're watching 12 and they are watching 52. <laughs> I mean, that's what I felt like people were out there doing. And then the kickers, yep. you know, that deep ball that Allen Robinson caught was a thing of beauty. I mean, it yeah. was, yeah, that guy to me, he's healthy. He's all the way back. And that's bad news for the NFL, brother. That's he's real look, bad news. He's looking back. Oh, dude, he's ready. Okay. He is, to me, he is ready. Uh, yeah, he, he's, he's amazing, man. When if 100% healthy, forget it. I do. I got to go back, though. We got to go back and talk about you. Let's do it. Guy has not practiced. I mean, <laughs> all, all offseason we're hearing about is karate and you know, uh, this and that, and, you know, he's taking better care of himself. And now we're three practices in and dude has like not even put on the pads. Martial arts can't even keep his ass on the field. I mean, like I just, you know, and he's I, got and that I, Kevin white feel to him, doesn't he? Yeah. Looks good, and looks real good on in a picture, but. Well, you, and that's the thing got, about him. It's like, yeah, but he the looks, difference is looks, Kev, Kevin White did against Division One competition. This guy was like right, Division Four right. or whatever. I'm joking around about that, but it was like Division Two football. Was it or was it three? I forget, but it was D2. it was it's Division Two. Yeah, it wasn't again. I mean, this was just one of those pace trying to pull Ash, off Ashland University. <laughs> I mean, you, we talked about the guys that we passed on for him. Like, That's unbelievable. I mean, yeah. I, this is the biggest thing, and I and I you know I, I know it's like we're in the you can't mess with pace zone right now, but for for them to have the wide receivers they had on that roster, and for them to not pick Juju Smith Schuster, who now is like a top fifty all you know all world player according to the NFL Network, you know, and basically made it so that they were happy to get Antonio Brown out of town, and you chose this big goofy looking and it's like you know like yeah he's six seven great but he's not i mean he's not kevin white weight room he's not we're chasing go, we're chasing the ghost of greg olson that's what it feels like yeah or yeah. or you know i mean i think pace you know wants the next jimmy graham and everybody wants the next gronk and you know whatever but but dude i mean this guy you know, I don't know. And then, and then you, you know, and people are like, Oh, Greg Kittle was well, like Greg Kittle got picked at like 162, you know, yeah. and, and we took Shaheen at 45 and, and you see what, what Ryan Pace does most of the time with these picks and it makes it even worse. You know, it's like, what did he see in this guy? And, and, and I think maybe now we've gotten it out of a system, but there was a little bit of, of kind of, wanting to be the smartest guy and, and get the jump on people in Ryan pace when he would make some of these picks in the past, you know, and it, and it worked with Tariq Cohen. I mean, nobody really had Tariq Cohen on their radar, um, you know, and, and he took the risk on Eddie Jackson as being, you know, injury injured and falling and whatnot, but that wasn't like, Oh, who's that? You know, everybody knew who Eddie Jackson was. I think we need to get accustomed to the idea of the type of personnel rather than the names in the personnel, if that makes any sense. Sure. I mean, Tariq Cohen, you know, his position, him as a person and a person of that can play that position, you know, and same goes for Shaheen. I mean, 
do we have a guy that can fit that body type that what he does? Actually, yes, we do. I mean, Bradley soul is, can't be that guy. I don't know. He's a big guy and physical at the line and can, we'll have to see how he does against linebackers, safeties. And I doubt he'll ever see a corner, but <laughs> I mean, you know, look, it's the position that the player that calls for the Shaheen position should be Shaheen, but he's, he's your best ability has to be availability. And right now it's not there. And how many times have we said this in his career? I mean, too much. Yeah, I mean, what even so is soft, his career? Man. I mean, what yeah. is his career? He's missed like 14 games out of that's out a of, problem. Like, I mean, it's just the one game he had that was good. Uh, it was the Bengals game a couple of years ago that I recall. And he got hurt. And, uh, he got hurt. Every time he does something good, he gets hurt. It, like, it, I mean, the guy. Just, I, don't like, know, gets, I don't know if it's a if it's a mental thing. If it's uh, maybe it's a pain threshold thing. I don't know. You just don't know. I mean, I just how do you miss how do you miss the first two padded practices with a sore back? What is it sore from? Uh, like, I just I don't even know. I like I if that if if I had a sore back, I wouldn't let anybody know. Like, I would practice because I I want to like you know make the team and stuff. <laughs> Like, I don't oh, right. Yeah. He shouldn't feel like I would hope. Day. I hope he doesn't feel like a lot. That's if he does, then that's part of the problem. That's what I'm saying is like, this isn't our all pro tight end who we're going to, you know, keep bubble wrap and, and it's like, Oh, sore back. Well, but we know Shaheen will be there. I mean, it's going to be like, ha ha or I think he's coming back soon, but they're going to take yeah, their time. I say he's there. coming back tomorrow. This right. is your three. This is your three on a rookie contract, right? So now this mm-hmm. this year and next year will determine if he gets if he gets picked up because he's a second round pick. So I don't know if I want him wasting a roster spot a, though. We have somebody that can I actually. I mean, ball. it's gonna Agreed. it's up to him. It, it's completely up to him. And uh, do you pick up a fifth year option on a guy that like that who's been hurt for two and a half three years? That's the next question that we're gonna have to deal with. I mean. Say he does produce in the, his year three and year four. Do you oh, pick up produces. a fifth year guy? Absolutely. I mean, do you pick up the fifth year option on a guy that's missed basically two and a half years? No fucking way. I mean, we all <laughs> want to see him live up to that to the hype, but he would have. To, I mean, so. what would he have to do? You'd have he would have to be a thousand yard tight end almost. I would think for to pick up a fifth year on this guy. There's, I, I don't see that. There, there were some other people that liked him coming out. It's not like he was like, you know, he wasn't like, oh my god, who's that guy? But at this point, this is this is Ryan Pace holding on hard, wanting to be right. And I think that they know that they have to make a backup plan because clearly they're doing it. They made Soul lose a bunch of weight. They brought in, you know, they're bringing in a bunch of guys. It's mm-hmm. not like there's all kinds of free agent tight ends out there, so it wasn't really something that they were going to address in, in free agency. But I'm sorry, but I just absolutely – you were willing to run out the bums they had at wide receiver when there was wide receiver talent on the board, and you picked this guy. Like, I don't – like, I don't get it, you know? <laughs> like, well, Juju, Juju had baggage. 
I mean, if, as I recall, there was baggage coming into the draft. Yeah, and then and and then you know, and I won't, I, I will, I will give Pace credit. I think the quality of guys. I think Akeem Hicks said today that Pace doesn't bring in assholes was the quote <laughs> as to why the team is good right now. Like literally, that was his quote: "Is that Pace doesn't bring in assholes." It's like, all right, well, you know, I mean, like, that's that's Boom. starting to be true. I don't know if it's a hundred percent true, but it's it's starting to be true. I mean, this kid Bunting may, may end up being really good too. Did you guys, you guys, saying I heard he was uh, he was playing with the ones, wasn't he? Yeah, he did have a couple of runs with the ones, but like I said, I mean, he's six seven. There you at go. At a cow. Yep, I say that you know he should feel threatened. He transferred that's, that's to Cal from say. Michigan, right? Uh, I don't know, maybe. I thought he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you're right. Jerry, he should fucking feel threatened. He should feel threatened enough to not sit out with a damn sore back. Like it's not like held out of practice because of back spasm, sore back. Like if I was a professional football player, you would never see that next to my name written down. (laughs) (laughs) Like I would not allow that. I would come Chicago up with Bears, IR sore back from carrying Adam Shaheen's ass. Yeah. Like <laughs> I would come up with out here. I would yeah, like I would come up with some, you know, some hernia surgery or some shit. Like you know, or a hamstring. Remember the old hamstring? <laughs> from from back in the day? Like, oh grab the back of your leg. Nobody could question you at all, but sore back. Like I'm not trying to shit on back injuries, but I just feel like you really want that written down next to your name like mispractice due to sore back yikes i don't know i mean i just and i've just never seen anything out of him that makes me feel like this is gonna end well i hope that i'm wrong i really hope that i'm wrong and that he all of a sudden just becomes something that we haven't seen before because right now all he is is just a big guy who you could throw the ball up to in the end zone I mean, and shit, put the offensive lineman on the field for that. That was way more right interesting. Now he's just, he's just a dude. Yeah, Cornelius, Cornelius Lucas is a monster. He's six foot nine, three twenty eight. Throw the fade to the hit to him. <laughs> they might. <laughs> you never know with Nagy. I mean, I'm just saying if he gets on, if he gets on the roster, six foot nine. That's like, I mean, he's a he's a house. So, yeah, I don't know. The Shaheen thing, I just hope it doesn't turn into another Kevin White um, situation. You know, uh, I just. Yeah, I mean, it's disappointing if he doesn't pan out. But, I mean, uh, all in all, it sounds like we're we're still a team that's going to be hard to deal with. We're still we're still on the upswing. And hopefully just you see a little progression in Mitch just from this training camp and nothing to get, like, overly worried about. We we're just trying to. Trying to make sure thing the things that we need to see improve improve. So it, right, it's and not- and and again, we're you know we're still in the same place where we were. We're you know a good forty seven, forty eight uh, roster spots are already penciled in pretty much. I mean, I, I would say the biggest surprises so far would probably be that there's actually a kicker competition. That's great to see. Mm-hmm. Javon Wims, Javon Wims has has established himself. I feel like as the fourth receiver. Um, obviously Riley Ridley may come in and, and, and change that a little bit, um, you know, and, and, uh, but I, but I feel like, you know, and it, it's kind of early. I feel but like got, we nailed it, man. 
I think it, I feel like we nailed where the bloodbaths are going to be. It's going to be at wide receiver. It's going to be, you know, the, the right. kicker position, tight end, and the kicker position, which surprisingly it could be very competitive. And if it's competitive, that's always good for us. Yeah, I mean, uh, somebody said on Twitter that they had talked to Pace about Bedvik today. It wasn't anybody that I necessarily know if they're telling the truth or not, but. Um, I could still see I could still see them toying around with another kicker um, if somebody you know who really that third QB though I would I would like to see them just bring a different guy in from college every year just to see if there's a developmental piece that could end up being a good backup I, I would like to see that. The thing I'll point. say about Tyler Bray, Tyler Bray knows the offense and can run it not well, but he can run it. You know he'll tell you where the play's supposed to go. This is all about Mitch, man. I mean, that, oh, no, that's no really, doubt. to me, that's what it is. Yeah. And the more people you have with information sometimes can be a really good thing. And it also can be a, you can be overwhelmed by information too. So, but I think that's why you'll see Tyler Bray on the roster until final cut day, final cut day. He will not be on this roster. Yeah. And I don't know if he has any more practice squad options or not. Um, I'm not sure. But you know, I think that that's that's part of their little Mitch cocoon. Oh know, no, no, I'm not saying it's a bad right. thing. But no, when, I agree. When I agree with Chase, you. I just Chase is just like, hey, you don't want to have to beat go there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like, dude, look at the backups around the league. I mean, I know, I know. If you threw Chase into a pile with all the other backup quarterbacks, you take him back right out of that pile. Like you would not pick somebody else. I want you back. Like, I mean, I don't know who you, you know, there's some brutal backups. Yeah, no doubt. So, I mean, I still think we're in a good situation with that. And I don't think it's, I think it's well worth the $2 million, but I hear what you're saying. I mean, I think that's the kind of thing when the system is really strong and everybody's really comfortable with it all around the, you know, it's, it's really entrenched. And that's the kind of thing, you know, that's, you see Belichick doing you know, because there's no, you know, there's no question about who your starter is. So you can afford, um, you know, to, to spend a sixth, seventh round pick on a quarterback that that might. Um, but right now, I mean, Pace is pulling skill positions out of those rounds. You really want him to pick some goofy quarterback out of, you know. Well, that's a strategy we've employed before with uh, drafts in the past where we'd pick up a guy that, oh, well, he might be that or he might be this. And. Right. What happens? Your There's David, no development there. Your David, David fails. fails. Yeah. Like, I mean, me personally, though, I mean, the, the guys we're talking about here, we're talking about a lot of guys that are, are backing up guys, and it, that's, that's, the best that's, part. That's, a, that's a great discussion to be able to have as a Bears fan. This is the deepest team I I think I've seen like exactly. in, in a long exactly, time. Man. You know what I mean? And, and Pace has he wanted to create competition in all positions. I, I think he's doing a pretty damn good job of that. Yeah, I agree, but I don't think there's anything. Ne- there's not. It's not necessary to have any sort of sense of competition with the quarterback right now. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But no, no, no. I'm, I know. You know. I just think that I'm talking wide receiver, tight end. Mm-hmm. Like he is bringing. He is bringing competition to, to the positions, yes, and that's that what we, they promised. Get better. They promised. I'm excited. I'm. I'm excited to see Haha on the field. I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, he's supposed to practice tomorrow. He said in an interview today, um, it's a close, 
it's a closed practice tomorrow, so mm. you may not you may not hear much about it. But um, I think that's going to be really important. I, th- I think the safety, I think safety position is something that you might see them address after some cuts are made. Also, if if things are not looking like they want it to, I mean, because I still think that's a little thin. I don't I don't really want to, you know. I mean, obviously anybody loses their all pro safety, they're in trouble. But I don't really want to think about what it's going to look like if if Eddie goes down and then you know, what we have, um, you know, and then we've already talked about tight end. I mean, it'd be interesting to see how many offensive linemen they can keep. I think they're going to have, now, they, think, they letting media in or just not the public. Uh, no, I believe it's, I believe the media is in, but I don't think they are allowed to say anything. I think, I no, think no pictures or nothing. No, definitely no pictures. I think, I, think I mean, drawings. Yeah, love, like Patrick Finley style. Yeah, man. Um, but I, <laughs> but I do think, um, I think the media gets to go, the beat reporters and whatnot get to go. But the rule that I've heard, and I heard Dicker, Dickerson saying this, and Weeder saying this, is that there's certain days and certain areas of practice that they don't get to say anything until Maggie talks, and then, then you know. They have, you know, I think, I think I'm sure the Bears PR director says, okay, you can talk about this. You can talk about that, you know, whatever it is, but they may not want to, um, you know, which is nice. I mean, thank God we have a coach who actually talks about stuff. Yeah. The next opens Thursday, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And speaking of which, I don't, somebody, people were tweeting all this screenshot of, of Fox saying something again about, um, that, that the Bears being a, favorites to win the NFC North is an overreaction or something like that or whatever. I don't know. I didn't even see the clip. So it's like, what could it be? I, that, yeah. I tried finding it, man. I couldn't find anything on it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's just, Oh yeah, I agree. Uh, I'll say the bears. They're, they're, they're not very good. I don't like them. Uh, you know, like this. Like, oh, salty. Fall over. And we yeah. wore, we wore an onion on our belt. It was, style at the time uh, Carlos Santos so, <laughs> <laughs> I mean shit I don't know like uh, I just I can't believe anybody wants to hear this guy talk about football yeah like, I, I don't know who he... he got the job over but I feel like really stupid for real like, I don't know you know I mean clearly he's got his connections no doubt. You got any breaking news from the HMD news? Yeah, desk? what's going on? We got any Diddy news? Thomas Ives will make everybody forget about Tanner Gentry, and that's about wraps it up. Practice squad. Did you guys touch on Eddie Jackson being number 30? Practice squad hero. Oh, yeah. I guess we're going to talk about that stupid list. I mean, they finally gave Akeem Hicks some love, and they gave Eddie Jackson some love, but I still think that list is garbage. Garbage. Guess how much? Guess how much of that that program I've watched since it's been on. I like yeah. the I, I like the video clip they put together on Akeem. It was funny that there was. So I much saw like, that on Twitter. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. any of it. No, I just watched it on the NFL Network Twitter feed or the Bears retweeted. But it was funny how much Mike Daniels there was. <laughs> it was weird. I was like, they really interviewed the hell out of Mike Daniels. And I was sitting there going like, well, I wonder if the Packers knew about this and that's why they cut him. Cause he's really, he's really quite high in his praise <laughs> of, uh, yeah. 
of uh, any as he should be. And of course, I love what Akeem said. It was like, well, you, I should have been on this list a few times. Now you finally just put me on it. So congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking realizing what's already up. Yeah. So I whatever. I mean, I'm sure Mac will end up pretty high. Um, but again, it's like they put oh, Kyle. Yeah. Fuller, they put Kyle Fuller at 95. Like that doesn't make any sense. Like, come on. It's, I don't. It's I, just, what, I just don't know yeah. how you do it. Like, how do you? It's just I don't know. It's so arbitrary. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just it's just something to sure. entertain and pay time. Right. You know, and, think about though. We had a top 10 defense two years ago, and our guys didn't get a sniff. You know, right. it, it is really cool to see. Hey, our guys are actually getting some love. They're getting pubbed like they should have right. been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you got to win too. You know, that's part of it. You got to win. Exactly. You got to fucking win. I mean, you can have you a know. top 10 defense, but if you ain't winning, then what the fuck are you doing? Right. It was pretty funny. EJ Jones um, on Twitter put out that, uh, that currently in camp, Amos and Haha have made uh, the same amount of plays. <laughs> so I guess Amos is, isn't really doing much in camp. Oh, um, no. <laughs> I'm like I'm like that doesn't surprise me. He's probably coasting right through camp. I would you nope. know I mean I don't necessarily blame him. He's he's on the veteran plan now. He's on the I just signed a fat contract veteran Some plan. Packers fan tried saying that these DBs be lucky to get a guy to throw a hundred yards. Like uh, here we go. Yeah, I mean they're real high on Jair Alexander and Oh yeah. Uh, they're you know, Josh Jackson and whatever and you know, I mean, they got they got. They'll some, be high on until Taylor or one of the halls, or yeah. Wait till they put that double move on him, and he's eating his jock strap, and then we'll see how high you are on him. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't I don't remember ever thinking at any point in either Packer game that the defensive backs were a factor. Right. Hey, the rivalry's back. We get we got him shook up north, man. Oh, shook. they're shook as hell. Uh, yeah, they're you know, the shift is the shift has occurred, kids. One well, and then, and then uh, you the balance the, of power has changed. Right, and then you had the Lions people talking about, oh, it's going to be impossible to run on the Lions now because they picked up Mike Daniels. It's like, okay, well, and you know snack. they can't. Yeah, you, but you know they're not going to have all those guys on the field at the same time, right? Like, I mean, you never well, know, man. You never know. I think they'll be. I think they'll be improved. I think Detroit will be well improved. Uh, yeah, but sure. I mean, I think they could play. They cornerback there wants to get paid though. Yeah, Slay's <laughs> talking about holding out, and I mean, they could move all the way up to third place in the division. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, true. But. I don't know. Uh, you see your, you see Wyatt talking smack on our Instagram. <laughs> yeah. He, lo- Hey man, he, he respected Jordan Howard. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's true. He's a chip off the old block. Oh, you know it. You know it. <laughs> He's a, or uh, Jerry's uh, nephew. Who's uh, about to start school um, on a scholarship. Uh, to play football is <laughs> uh, on our on our Gate show Instagram page. He's a Viking the, fan, so yeah, he's I, I, I can partially. <laughs> he, he is he is a diehard. I'll give him that. But yeah. he knows where his but he knows who the champs are. 
<laughs> I remind him every chance I can. I like to see it. It was funny. He I'm just glad that he follows it. Somebody follows it. Hell, that's great. Right, exactly. What did he, say that, <laughs> he did say something a little bit crazy, though. He said that Jordan Howard's like the best back that's come through our system in a really long time. I'm like, oh, Indiana? Yeah. Oh, that's a fair statement. Him and the, well, the guys. Oh, 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 he meant Indiana? I thought he was talking yeah. about the Bears. Okay, yeah. No, for, no. for Indiana, for sure. Yeah. Him and Tevin Coleman, probably the two that yeah. shine the most out of recent times and kind of brought that program out. But as far as the bears know, we know better than that. Yeah. But we appreciate all that. Love all the interaction of, uh, seeing a little crazy. You talk some our, shit. Talk minor league college, Indiana football. Let's talk about Notre Dame, man. Oh, time out. <laughs> time out, motherfucker. What, where's your Notre Dame running back? What's he doing for the last, when, when did y'all have one? Yeah. I mean, I can't even think of the last I'm time. Waiting. I did it. That they had a good running back drafted. I think we just had uh, a guy drafted, you actually. Oh, he's drafted, but... Oh, but, like, that did Julius Jones? Or, do you have to go back to Julius Jones? I think you may. <sighs> you may. I don't really... Yeah. I can't think of anybody. Keep talking. <laughs> it's... it's uh, sure, they're an offensive line factory, but that's it. Uh, got, yeah, I was just saying. You got more players in the league than... I, you know what? I'm going to tell you straight up. I'm interested to see what happens with Alex Bars. I think that guy, that guy has me. I'm enamored with him. He's a big dude, man. Well, and I know you don't like, I don't, I, I don't, you need to love Mustafer, but I, I feel like he's going to end up on the practice squad just on a project. Oh, hell no. No way. Project. He's, oh, he is a project. There ain't no doubt. He'll be a project next year when somebody signs him off the street. I just think that's where they're going to stash a lot of guys. I think I think they're going to keep more skill position and put a lot of offensive linemen on the practice squad. And none of these none of these guys that have pro experience are going to make it to the practice squad. So that's what you're going to end up with is guys like Mustafer and you know Mark Marquez Tucker, uh, Jonathan Harris. You know these guys are going to be on the practice squad. You know, and then uh, because, you know, Clemmings and uh, Lucas and these guys are not going to make it to the practice squad. So they're either going to get straight up cut or they're going to be, you know, <clears throat> going to be on the roster. Yeah, Denmark yeah, I think practice, practice squad, too. The whole right. thing is is competition, man. The competition mm-hmm. to get those. It's not at the top anymore. It's at the bottom of the roster. And that for us is the best news you can have. I mean, who are we stressing out? Who are we stressing about over is Shaheen, really? And that's it. Mm. So what what better scenario can you have as a oh, team no going doubt, in? Man. Tons of positivity. Tons of things to look forward to. And that that's... We're, we're, we're here. And I don't think we're going anywhere for a long time. It's well, going to be fun I, to see how things pan out. With the, yeah, I mean, it was like... I mean, I was thinking on the way... I, I mean, it was like... Uh, it was like freaking Bears of Palooza out there. I mean, it was like, I remember last year when we went, it, it was the field and it wasn't on the weekend. I went on a weekday, so I know it's different, but like the field where the main action was happening was really the only field that had a crowd around it. I mean, there was, there was like, you know, like it was like a, it was literally like Woodstock or like a Lollapalooza type of vibe. People were just chilling on the grass. They weren't watching anything. They were just happy to be there, you know, like, yep. Chairs set up, drinking, you know, 
you know, drinking sodas and Gatorades and just chilling on the grass. Nobody was like salty about not even seeing anything. And then they had all these, you know, they got the DJ set up and a bunch of stuff for the kids. And, um, I mean, it, you know, yeah, was, had, like everybody's out there, like there's to the side of the fields, they're, they're throwing footballs and mm-hmm. it felt, well, I mean, dare I say it, it felt kind of tailgating. Yeah. It was like a damn, it was a fan fest. There's yeah. a, there's a Palooza baby. That's right. I mean, it, you know, right off of the 100 and all the kids and I had my kid out there in a, in a Jersey. If, and if anybody's out there on the fence about going, I mean, there is, there should be no reason not to go. Yeah. You know? I mean, I would say that and it wasn't anybody's fault. That's a good time. Thing, the only thing I had an issue was that it, it literally took me probably about 40 minutes from the entrance of ONU to get to. And that's why you go to, early. Right. And I screwed up, you know, and yes, I couldn't. Did. I tried to wake so, your ass up. It's like, dude, did. get here. Now, Jer called me at like 640. I, we couldn't even hit the road till 730. I mean, but, you had your kid. I understood that. Yeah. I mean, I made, I like, you know, we made great time down there. It didn't hit any traffic. I was able to do like, you know, 90 the whole way down there. But, <laughs> but, uh, but, <laughs> but, uh, it was, uh, you know, I mean, they literally put us out in a field. Like we go through the whole campus and then, and then we leave the campus and I'm like, okay, this isn't good. And then we like go through this little neighborhood and all of a sudden we're like on a, we're like on this kind of sort of a road. And then, I mean, it was like, it was like when you go to the pumpkin patch, you know, like, <laughs> and they're like directing you to like all park, you know, and then like, you know, and then you, you know, so then we had to walk back and like, you know, did like, you tell them about the high, the true highlight of training camp yet? No, I mentioned it on Twitter, but the the true highlight was that Jared and I had a had a tenderloin we, sandwich. We at, we shared uh, tenderloin sandwiches. It was beautiful. Really, we went to Culver's, oh. and, and I had never tried the tenderloin sandwich before. But fresh off of my my experience <laughs> of now knowing what a tenderloin sandwich is, I said, Jared, what do you think? And he said, You know what? Let's do it. And I don't think you'd ever had the Culver's one before, right? No, I've never had the Culver's one before, right? But everything, I mean, everything Culver's makes is pretty good. So we had, we were, we were living that Midwest life. We had cheese curds and mm-hmm. pork tenderloin sandwiches. And, uh, how were they? It was oh, good. It's a good, man. sandwich. I mean, it's not it's, nearly as like cartoonish as the ones we were uh, talking at about. At least the one at Culver's isn't. No, it's not like the size <laughs> of a plate or anything, but it's definitely bigger than the bun. Yeah, okay. it was good, man. Good texture. So it was fun. It was cool to see Jer. It was fun. We oh, saw yeah. Bra- we saw Braggs. We saw uh, Lester from Windy City. Um, who else did we see? Um, you yeah, know, we saw some other, some other saw randoms. Of people, man. It's a good it's a good vibe. It's a good place to connect and network. You know, shout out to everybody in the lines, man. That line. I tried to get some footage on it on my Periscope. It started where I was at. Because well, I showed up early. Hint, hint. Show up early, kids. Yeah. And then you don't end up parking out in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. Uh, corn reference. Got to get it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and big shout out to Bears Twitter. Like Dude. the coverage is. It's been awesome, man. Like every all these different perspectives just from the fans and doing the vibe, their thing. Dude, the vibe there is not. You know, a lot of Bears Twitter is what it is at times. But in that environment. We're all there as fans, man. It's just different. I mean, well, the, 100, the 100 away. was like that too. Yeah. Just, we're just and, fans. End of the day. 
Sure. Are we competitive? Well, fuck yeah, we're competitive. We want to, we want to put out a good product too. Mm-hmm. But you know, everybody takes away a little something different from camp. And the biggest thing I took away from it is we're all human beings, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, yeah. It's, it's a whole different. Let's thing. all get along. Hold yeah. hands. Kumbaya. All yeah. that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, all right, boys. I think that, uh, that should do it. You got anything else? No, nah, man, I'm, I'm solid. I had a blast. Mm-hmm. If I had more time, I would have stayed longer, but such as it is, time is the motherfucker of it all. Get <laughs> it out there, boys. You need to. And if anybody is on the fence about it, just go. Mm-hmm. If you're a Bears fan and you don't go, and you're within the dude, I drove four and a half hours. Mm-hmm. I, I was going. <laughs> you know, if you're on the right, fence, well, you're like, oh, I don't know. It's, it's close and just go. It's a great experience. Yeah, there's a lot. Get, there's a lot of people out there in the rain today. We had a good turnout, even with the rain on a Monday. You'll never get that kind of access to the players that that you get at training camp. And I, I don't think. Well, and it's still it still has like a very like low key vibe to the whole thing, even though it's the Bears and even though it's Khalil Mack and even, it doesn't feel you know. And I think that's the Bourbon A. That's the Bourbon A thing about it. Yes. You know, and, and that, that's something that, you know, like, it's just, it's cool. It's cool to drive into this little town and have every store have a sign that says, welcome bears fans. And they got they signs on, they got signs on all the light poles and you got that huge water tower that says summer home of the, of the Chicago bears. And like, it's I'm just, telling it's you, if, just I, if I could have climbed a pole that welcome bears fan sign would have went with me. <laughs> yeah, like it's just it's just cool. Like, and, you know, it, it kind of gives it this kind of like old timey small town, you know. And, and, I, and I don't know if it, I, I think it was maybe you that mentioned there's I heard somebody mention that, you know, it, it, in their in in secret that Pace would rather not go down there anymore. But the McCaskies are, you know, um, entrenched it's, in it. It's a town. It's a town that needs that team. And that's the truth. Yeah. You know, the locals may not like it. Because of the traffic and the increase, I mean, the population spikes by <laughs> eight to ten thousand on a daily basis. But those, those kids at Culver's they, they seem, nope. seemed excited. Yeah, they're. I mean, you think anybody's there? Like I said, you like you just said, they're entrenched there. You think anybody in Bourbon is anything other than a Bears fan? <laughs> like, oh well, you know. we saw one Packer fan. Yeah, but like, that's, oh, they're not. You're, you're an idiot. Yeah, but they're not from there. I'm saying if you grew up in Bourbon A, Illinois, you think you're growing up anything other than a Bears fan? I mean, it'd be hard. Yep. You know, I would so, agree. I, don't know, I just think stuff like that matters. You know, like I, it, it's you know, the, and I think the, state, the statement I made was that they may not like all the people there, but mm-hmm. the businesses do. Sure. And it, and they need that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's a bigger picture to that whole thing, and. That town is does a good job. I mean, I didn't get hassled by locals. I didn't. Uh, no. They were all very polite and kind. Yeah. And it was. Cul- I, I always leave with a great experience. Culver's was operating at optimal <laughs> for what they were dealing with. You bet oh, your ass yeah. they were. Yeah, I don't think there's any other times that they're that busy. <laughs> I wonder if they were just popping Zanny bars in the back, just like, oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah they're, they're doing their thing so anyway good times were had thanks for yep. thanks for uh listening to our to our camp extravaganza. 
our <laughs> our uh, our bears of Palooza. Um, real quick, just a uh, shout out to Tick Splits for being our sponsor. Use its promo code Tailgate uh, to get five percent off your order. Uh, we did on Haltech Hall. We gave out uh, two sets of tickets to the the two preseason games. Uh, and we are going to be giving out tickets to regular season games once we hit 500 followers, which I think we're about halfway there right now. So uh, if nice. you listen, uh, please follow our sister show, Hal Tech Hall. It's H-A-L-A-T-E-K Hall um, on Twitter. And you should, if you're a Bears fan, you should be taking notice of that show because he does delve into history. And I, I'm a pretty avid Bears fan. And there's shit that I haven't picked up on that he's picked up on. So you should check it out. Especially being 100, yeah, pretty dope. Yeah, I've learned a lot just doing it. I mean, a ton, to be honest. There's a lot of stuff I had no idea about. So uh, check that out, and uh, we'll have more giveaways and fun stuff like that. Um, But other than that, just another episode of The Tailgate Show. The Bears. The Bears. Bears. The Tenderloins. The Sandwiches. The Sandwiches. The Corn. The Bourbonnaise.